All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spitting the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosakis. Get a dose. Oh, Miss Turner, gone at the age of 83. Um, like I said, if you just tuned it in, welcome to Score out in Lubbock. Uh, if you just tuned it in, of course, we uh, kind of heard the news 20, 30 minutes before I went on air that Tina Turner, icon, singer, uh, passed away uh, at the age of 83. Um, so one of her most iconic songs there. And you got to understand at that time, I mean, before her career was, you know, because she was booming in the 60s and then the 70s. But then that kind of whole song right there was like a relaunch and a rebrand of this new Tina that really just kind of took off, you know, because she was so, you know, ingrained in the Ike Turner situation and that that's kind of in that business. That's what they kind of knew her. Then after that, that's when her whole single career really just kind of took off. What do you got? Well, then, yeah. And then, you know, her music um, and that one in particular as well has, has spawned off, you know, many, whether it's been sampled just lyrically or what? Whether we've had other, you know, the uh, any of the, the musical pieces have been sampled, uh, it's been a, that 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 question, you know, that she, uh, what's love got to do with it? You know, it's yeah, started was, the whole thing. Yeah, that was the uh, that was kind of the response to the whole uh, nasty uh, divorce and finally having the courage to uh, leave Ike Turner. That's kind of what that was about. But yeah, so rest in peace to her. Uh, if you'd also just tune in, we pretty much pretty much broke down last night's game between the Heat and Boston, them leaving the living, excuse me, Boston to fight another day. Um, interesting series if Boston can win tomorrow night. Because uh, I think definitely um, the pressure is going to switch over to Miami because then you've got to play this in regards to whatever we want to do. We don't want to get back on the plane to go to a game seven for Boston. Never has happened, but I do believe it's going to happen someday, you know, in my lifetime. Maybe not in my lifetime. Who knows? Because we damn sure ain't living as long as we should, especially people from my generation. The perfect, I mean, Tina Turner to age 83. My dad just turned 79 last week, and I've been saying this, especially people from my culture. We just, my generation, I think, we're the generation of the uh, exposed to the uh, fast food boom in my generation. And it's just a lot. It just seems like we're not aging and living as long as our parents and people of that nature you know, don't be doom and gloom, but it's just something that I'm just noticing. You know, it is life amongst, I mean, all the other crazy stuff that's going on in this country and this world right now. But that's how I feel about that. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. But I like the way Jonas put it uh, a couple segments ago, just like, hey, you know, and, you know, two is the momentum stop. You know, one is like, OK, we, we played with some pride. We didn't get swept. But two is definitely one of those. They went two in a row. It's like, OK, now it's th- now it's three, two. And it's series on, but we'll see how it happens. We'll see how it plays out. Um, also, we started to talk a little NFL. Um, you know, the uh, Washington Commanders lose, I mean, into Jonah's thing, just a backup tight end. I mean, first of all, we don't know this guy. I mean, they may, he might be the better run blocking tight end, you know, than Logan. The bottom line is you don't – we're in May, about to be June. You you don't want to start losing guys for the year. Like, this ain't no injury to where it's like, oh, man, you know, he'll be back by week five. We say he's done. 
So therefore, it just puts a little stress. Like I said, you can't win the Super Bowl or win a playoff spot or win your division in May, June, and July, and August. But damn it, you can lose it with injuries. And I would say watch out for the commanders because usually knock on wood, they come, they start coming in twos and threes. Like teams that suffer injuries like in OTAs and camp, they start coming in twos and threes. So proceed with caution on that. Proceed with caution with that. Um, also, what else we got going on NFL-wise? Um, also, you know, we this we, me and Jonas kind of knew this yesterday. It came across my radar yesterday, and Jonas asked me about it. But Tyreek Woolen, UTSA's own, uh, he's had he what kind of surgery? He had a surgery, which what they're saying is that he should be ready for the start. So what kind of surgery did Tyreek Woolen have? Yeah, Tariq Woolen had uh, underwent arthroscopic knee surgery on Tuesday, um, which their ESPN sources are saying will keep him out of camp. Uh, it's really weird though because he injured his knee while walking on the practice field for OTAs a week ago. So he injured his. He's walking around on the practice field. Feel something weird. I guess you would uh, enough to. He came back to Texas, went over to Houston, got it cleaned up, arthroscopic knee surgery, and um, you know their runner-up to defensive rookie of the year um, is going to be out till training camp. I was trying, as you were saying that, I was trying to go ahead and get the timelines together because I'm thinking like, wait a minute, a week ago wasn't that like around rookie short mini camp? I mean, what was he doing out there? But then now that I think about it, we're winning. So yeah, most OTAs. I know got going up this week, but you could have had some teams last week that were starting the OT. So this is – I thought this was maybe a procedure that he was getting done because something was nagging or he hurt himself in off-season or something working on. This is actually walking on the practice field. According to the reports, yeah, walking around on the practice field. Not in a drill, walking around on the practice field. And they haven't said what exactly. It's just the ankle perception. Again, through ESPN, Pete Carroll didn't speak with the media. Tariq hasn't spoken with the media. Um, Did he walk on a tack? Did he walk on a nail or something? Did he? I mean, how do you just injure? Something to injure his knee. So he's not walking on a nail because. Oh, I'm thinking his ankle injury, but this is a knee. Arthroscopic knee surgery, yeah. Mm. You know, I and I told you after the draft, went smooth. I told you after the draft, I thought the way Seattle has drafted in the secondary the last couple of years, I think they have a chance to have one of the best secondaries in the league now, which the, meaning they got some depth, I think, at that position. Now, of course, you know, Tariq was, he, I mean, he was a stud, you know, and he, I mean, he looks like he's going to be the potential of being first team all pro, you know, second up in there for years to come, you know, because, again, you got – Pro Bowl guys and you got all pro guys, you know, so it was very promising. And, and, you know, even with Seattle, like I told you there, when we talked about wild cards and stuff yesterday, when we were talking about the NFCs, when we talked about that the other day, I told you in the West, because that was my whole NFC South point. I, I don't the South, I believe, is going to send a division winner because I think the West, which Seattle resides in, is going to send the minimum of two which I believe, unless it's crazy injuries or something different, it's going to be a 49ers. It's going to be a potential Seattle. I do look at Seattle being a playoff team again. You know, Geno Smith was able to come out and speak, uh, you know, yesterday. He just said, hey, because, you know, Geno got that deal in that contract. And Geno's like, I'm still looking at like I'm on year to year, which is exactly the type of, you know, mindset you want your quarterback to have. 
And I would tell you, yeah, you are pretty much on year to year because I think eventually could be wrong. But eventually, I think Seattle is probably going to come because in my opinion, I believe Geno Smith has a ceiling. Okay, I think he has a ceiling, meaning it's so far that he's going to be able to get you. And I think when you when you're li- when you're in an NFL era right now, especially if you run a team in the AFC, you're getting so bogged down about what the other toy, what that other team has, what they have. How do we get one of those? And I think what that kind of results into and keep in mind, Pete Carroll is a defensive minded coach. OK, he's not offensive minded, he's defensive minded. So I think what that kind of boils into, especially like, say, for example, to even support my take even more. Let's say this whole quarterback, this whole technique and mechanics that Trey basically switched up with Patrick Mahomes coach over the offseason. Let's say if this is really the light bulb and the fixture and he can stay healthy, that goes. Now you have a guy like Trey that has a lot of upside and he's in your division. Then you've got a situation where you're like, okay, if you can't get over the hump and, you know, 49ers are still winning the division or they're still getting that ball, then it comes out like, okay, is Geno, is he the guy that can compete with him every week? You know, now we don't know what the hell the situation is with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. You know what I'm saying? As far as I'm concerned, Kyler Murray, whether he was the number one overall pick or not, Kyler Murray is to the point, even coming not just because of this injury, but he's to the point where he's got to go ahead and pretty much prove himself to stay in this league. Or he's going to be in the XFL with Mr. Rock. So um, that's my take on, on Seattle. I think they're going to be a playoff team, but I do think that Geno, he, he, there's a reason why he's saying that he's got to take it year to year. Because even though they got him the money, I think that was rewarding for what he did under the circumstances. Hey, it wasn't easy to replace in Russell Wilson, regardless how bad Russ looked last year. You still replacing a quarterback that went to the Super Bowl twice and won one. And you're a guy that's already been in the league for 10 years and you've been pretty much labeled a black backup. So, you know, props to him and he deserved that contract. But that's why I think that he's speaking the way that he's speaking. 877-37-GRIND. Also, NFL News, Adrian Peterson says, not so fast. I'm not officially retired yet. And I give Adrian the roll in the eyes emoji. Wouldn't do it in front of him, but I do it right there on the face because, hey, man, I'm, I'm always been a advocate and a supporter of get it out of your system. But with that said, just get, just stop, okay? It, you know, f- this is especially, especially at that position that he should basically go into Canton, Ohio in. It is a young man's game, and it is a young man's position. And this is the position that they are screwing over and chewing them up. Because, you know, I heard this the other day. You know what's scary is because in the general manager's position and scouts, the word in the NFL is the model that, and I'm not going to say all teams have adopted, but what the word of the street is in the industry out there in the National Football League is run them hard, their first contract. Run them hard in their rigging. When you get them to that point, Pay them a little money and then basically let them go, cut them and move on to the next. So that's the reason why when you look at a situation in the contract that Zeke Zeke got from Dallas, 
that's probably one of the very few last ones that you're going to see like that because for one there's so many of them that come out in the draft and they're the one position that is the least probably paid now they're still the position that you need in january and february i keep saying that you're not winning a trophy without them go go ask josh allen and the bills they haven't had a running game for many of reasons but go ask them the point being is back to the adrian peterson bro like i get it but at the end of the day come on let it go and and part of me look i don't like when people pocket watch me so I'm not the one that really want to pocket watch anybody else. And I don't know what type of investments and all that kind of stuff. But I know AP got some kids. And I know kids can be expensive as hell. And I know once you get to uh, experience a certain lifestyle, you're looking like, okay, what am I going to do? And to me, this is a guy that just hasn't given up on the fact that you want a couple more of those direct deposits. That's my opinion. Other than that, what do you got to prove? And again, who's really bringing you in in the position that you want to be in to really be a lead back or get a multiple carries? The game has changed. I mean, most teams are running a two back to three back, maybe even system. But Adrian Peterson, I just feel like, come on, bro. Because this is all, keep in mind, I'm having this take due to the fact that he didn't step on the field in 2022. Okay. He wasn't on the roster or stepped on the field in 2022. So due to the fact that they hold on, I'm not retired. Same thing I said about Carmelo. Now you retired, bro. Until somebody picks you up. Because even if you're going in a situation where you get running backs that go down in camp, they go in youth, in my opinion. Now, if somebody signs Adrian Peterson, I'll be like, okay, well, what, what do they sign them all? Let's look at their running backs, and let's see if he makes the roster or if he even basically stays on the team. I'll say that, but I'll still be surprised if anybody signs him. It's just what it is. It's a young it, – it, you know, look, you can be a quarterback in this league, a backup quarterback, and you can sit out for a whole year not be on anybody's roster. And you can announce, hey, I'm not done yet. I'm not retired. There's a chance that somebody going to come pick you up or give you an opportunity at that quarterback position, not running back. Hell, you got Matt Ryan that did a deal with CBS to, to add on and join their football pregame crew. And he let it be known like, hey, I ain't closed the window just yet because he knows that phone call could come anytime. It always happened. Troy Aikman's told stories like he was already with Fox. His first few years of Fox, Miami called him and said, hey, I think it was Dave Wanstead. Or somebody called him and said, hey, Troy, but what do you think? And he said he really contemplated. They get those calls. Somebody going to call Tom Brady's ass after this season. What a, hey, Tom. What do you think? And by the way, due to rules, he can't go play for the Raiders. So the whole you Raider Nation, the black hole out there that think you out there doing your, getting your Jonas Clark on on your grass, you know, like, hey, man, this is a situation. They brought him in minority owner so he can get ready to play. Nah. I don't know what section it is in the rule book, but he can't do it. Sorry. Hope Jimmy stays healthy. See, I used to be a Jimmy guy. Jimmy used, I used to be in Jimmy's corner. Not anymore. Crossed over to that dark side. And I told you, man, I'm coming in swinging in the AFC West at all. I'm not putting up no foolishness with all the shenanigans that's going on outside in the AFC West, off the field and on. I'm, I'm keeping it radar in. But the Raider Nation, let me put some cold water on that. He can't come out and play just because he got ownership in general. That was more about let's get a winning culture in here. Let's get the guy that's won the most rings. As Let's get him in the building. That's all that was. And I'm pretty sure Tom taxed their ass for it too. That's why they had to throw in some of the Vegas Aces. Hey, give him some of that percentage of Aces. 
Yeah. Probably promised them damn near some 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 tabs on the Oakland Athletics when they get their damn stadium in Vegas. They probably did whatever they could to get some winning ways back into the Raider Nation. But Adrian Peterson, let it go. Let it go. There's not a team out there right now off the top of the dome that I could think that would make sense to go ahead and sign him at what he's looking for. Not even money-wise, but just participation carries-wise. I don't see it. What do you got? Well, his last two teams, Tennessee and Seattle, he didn't really have a whole lot of carries, but he's not on the roster. Um, that was 2021. Um, but I would, I think that you still, if you have him, and, and if you don't think that the league has told him he's retired, right? Because you said that, Melo, the league told you you were retired. We don't have to hear it. So has the NFL told AP he's retired? I think he still has a little in the tank left. I'll answer that when we get back. You'll listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spit of the one or twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Looking down on the ops Took her for a test drive Left them on the lot Time is money So I spend it on the watch Hold on Little bitty showing through the white tee You can see the Alright Back here on the sports grind Calvin Casey Jonas Clark producing Spinning the one and twos Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose We are broadcasting here From the Hazel Skyline Studios And this next segment Is going to be sponsored by Pillin Whiskey Pillin Whiskey is an oak barrel Aged whiskey distilled in Canada Using the finest ingredients Before bottling glacier fed Spring waters added from Mount Hood Oregon's highest peak Pillin Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste And a rich complex flavor That is Pillin Whiskey Which is an official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and an official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the Velocity Tour. That is Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. Keeping it moving. Keeping it moving. Sticking with the um, NFL theme. 
which I think pretty much for the most part, it was not too much of news uh, worthy of NFL front uh, today. Um, you know, kind of talked on the things that I wanted to talk about. Um, has Dallas, well, first of all, has Dallas found a kicker yet? Have they have they signed or because I know we talked about it last week that it was more anybody else but their current kicker. Have you heard anything with that, Mr. Clark? I meant to ask you that yesterday. Uh, according to ESPN and their depth chart, Tristan Viscano okay. is the place kicker. Okay. Where the hell is that? I don't even know where he's he's from. But speaking of special teams though, um Remember the uh, the punter uh, that was drafted um, from San Diego State? Matt Areza, the punt god. Matt Areza. They call him the punt god? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was legit. I was late up night watching some San Diego State football. Um, he's been invited to the Jets camp. Um, the reason why I'm bringing him up, because we talked about this Last year on this program, um, just a sad situation. This was the young man that was accused of sexual assault and rape at a party on campus or near campus when he was attending San Diego State. And this story came out right before, or I should say, excuse me, right after the fact that he was drafted. From the Buffalo Bills. Because remember, I think they took him, what, in the third round? Or second or third round they drafted him. Uh, it was pretty much a high round for, for a punter. But again, he I mean, he's one of the best punters in college history. Definitely one of the best punters in San Diego State history. Uh, but, of course, the Bills in a situation that, you know, look, we, we you know, we're a program, I should say a franchise that's trending upwards. We've got a quarterback in Josh Allen. We've got a lot of primetime games. We've got a lot of attention on us. This was coming off of the heels of possibly the best AFC championship game anybody's ever witnessed. Um, it was too hot. The block was hot. They had to go ahead and just say, hey, you know what? We did. We got to let you go. Now, I know that there was reports, which I look, nobody covered it with the same intensity. That's my whole beef with this. And I'm guilty of that sometimes, too. But nobody really talked about how he was exonerated. And the fact that now you have some witnesses through the investigation, they don't even know if he was present there at the party at the time. So, uh, again, bring this up to that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy due to the fact that he was able to get another opportunity or it looks like the Jets are giving him an opportunity. Um, but it's also the continuing topic that I've had and discussed on this platform over the years is in regards to there's something that has to be done to protect the men and protect the women, the real women that have been victims of sexual assault and rape. There's something that has to be done to protect those two parties, men that are falsely accused and women that do really do are, I should say, victims or have been victims of sexual assault and rape, we have to send a law to prosecute the perpetrators that, for whatever reason, whether it's to save face, whether it is to lie to your parents and make it seem like no that's not i'm not no that i didn't want it 
we've got to do something to deter and to get rid of and you're never going to get rid of it but the situations that to one spend a lot of taxpayers money waste a lot of time and ruin lives i mean the bottom line is if they couldn't find anything on this young man and he was never really charged and now he's getting an opportunity to work out with nfl team do you realize how much money he's lost already if he would have never been released from buffalo I mean, it's just, and that's the reason why I'm bringing it up again, because I didn't bring it up. You know, of course, everybody brought it up when it made headlines, when what he's been accused of because of the time and era we live in. But also, I feel like when it came out, it was just about a week ago when it came out that, you know, hey, he's been exonerated. He's, you know, no charges were filed. And there's some witnesses to say that he wasn't even really there present at that situation when that was taking place. So. Just a tough situation all around, but he's getting another opportunity with the New York Jets because there are some players that aren't fortunate enough to get a second chance and an opportunity, even at the college level. Because I know there's been times where Alabama and Nick Saban has had to make haste, quick decisions on acquisitions or whatever before the due process plays out. Because it's just in these days and times, you can't have that type of person or even that type of distraction involved in your organization or or program. So that's my thoughts, but kind of happy for him that he's getting another opportunity. Were you going to say something? Well, and, and the, I mean, the Jets, this is another one opportunity to really steal, you know, a talent that maybe some you know other teams may not just want to touch because there is the ongoing civil suit matter. Um, but special teams, it, it does still have that placement. And when we talked about the new rule change, it's only for, the other day, that's only for place kicking. That's not for punt returns. So there, there is the, the importance of field position from the punting standpoint, oh, without a when, doubt. It come, when it comes to special teams, there's yeah. a conversation going on today about they're trying to eliminate you know, kickoff returns in general based on the new rule. But this one really feels like one of those those things. I, I, I would have to think that if that workout goes, like I can't even see him leaving New York at this point. I just can't because of because of he he, he was a sixth round pick. He did did show the ability that he had before, and the Bills were just caught in a tight spot. This is an opportunity to, you know, almost get rich off of a you know a, a division rivals, you know, misfortunes. Well, I, my apologies. I thought he was higher than a six round pick. I, I don't know why I was thinking that they were uh, taking them at the six round. Maybe we I'm had two punters kicker. this year taking like before yeah. the fifth round. Maybe that's what I'm getting confused with. But um, does he ever leave New York? Um, I mean, it's a workout. It's a tryout. Um, it just depends. I mean, I don't know what the Jets' special team situation, punting situation is, or how bad it was last year. Didn't really pay attention to their special teams that that thoroughly because the whole talk was really centered around the quarterback play last year and their young defense and sauce. But I will tell you this. I mean, like Jonah said, look, rule changes or whatever. The truth of the matter is special teams is so – important but it's so underrated and undervalued bad poor special teams play can lead to a good defense a good talented defense being horrible on defense it can make a average defense 
look great when you got good special teams. And you're saying, well, Cal, what does that have to do with us? But no, field position. It, you know, when you when you're talking about good special teams and you can bet whether you got a punter, whether you got special teams coverage, when you're solid on special teams, especially at the end, I ain't talking about Saturdays and Friday night lights. I'm talking about Sundays. When you have good special teams in the NFL, you can it, it, it helps your defense and offense out so much in the field position game that can make a difference between three to literally seven points a week at any given time. Whether you're talking about a field goal, made or missed, or you're talking about seven when it comes down to like, hey, we only had to march 20, 30 yards because our punt returner or our kickoff returner got us to the 50. Got us to the other side of 40, our blockers. So, you know, everybody was assigned. When you talk about a punter in this situation, it's like, okay, you know what, our defense, we need to help our defense. Well, you know, the opponent, he's pinning them within the 30, within the 20 every time, inside the 20. And they're having to march 80 yards just to get 50 to get in field goal region. Man, that stuff matters. That's why Brandon McManus, you're fired. Best news that happened in Colorado. Not Joker winning the Western Conference Finals. Not them sweeping the Lakers and going to the first NBA championship opportunity finals. Brandon McManus, the last of the residue of Super Bowl it gone. And he tried, you know, I take specs from the Colts. Remember him, the goggles, they used to call him specs. He kicked at Georgia. I thought he got dirty with Indy because he had a, he had a leg injury. He, he got banged up and then he saw, all of a sudden started looking like he got the yips, but he was a solid kicker in Georgia. Take him. I take him. But no, special teams is huge, but I'm glad for this young man. He was able to go ahead and get an opportunity. 877-37-GRIND. Um, Real quick, because I want to talk about this uh, college study um, that, that coordinates on SI.com about the students in college that are pretty much, you know, it seems like there's been an increase in sports betting due to this study, which I'm thinking, like, do we really need to do a study for that? I mean, you can look just every day on TV. I mean, hell, do you, you know what's crazy to me is how much, like, even the, and I've been watching them a long time like everybody else. But it, it it amazes me on how much the TNT crew and how much everybody on TV talks about they integrate the line and the spread and prop bets. And do you think Tatum's going to go? It's just crazy. I know a lot of it is pushed and paid for, but at the end of the day, it's just crazy how that world. And that's why I'm eager to see what this study is really saying, or what they revealed, because to me, it's like a no brainer. That's just that's just one on one. Uh, real quick before we leave the NFL scene for today, um, I did want to touch on a couple things uh, way too early to look at week one lines. I'll be doing this here and there. Um, just give it a thought because like I told you, it used to be the earliest that the desert would really release any line before training. You would have to probably get to sometimes late August to early August before you really get week one. These came out like two weeks ago. But it's interesting after the draft and everything settles on what you look at it. I know we went through a couple of week one uh, matchups. Uh, one of the other ones that I kind of wanted to look at, uh, speaking of week one matchups, Green Bay and Chicago. 
which Justin Fields, which I had him on the docket, Justin Fields says, hey, I'm not worried about my new contract. I'm worried about W's. That's what you want your quarterback saying. That's one of those there's no lose. That's a win-win situation because if you answer the question like that, you're really getting a question about your contract, but you're also letting management know you're kind of throwing a bone in like, hey, man, I'm still trying to win, but put that one in your feather, your cap. I'm trying to be a leader, and I'm trying to get a hold of this offense and hoping that we've got better protection for me, that I'm not running for my life. But Justin Fields said he's more worried about wins instead of contracts. But if you look at that, they're going to open up with the Packers, okay? And, again, I've, the only thing I've asked until – Chicago gets more competitive, and I think they're on their way with all these picks and assets they got. They've got to be more competitive. I mean, I think they were able to pick up really a slew of, like, starters, like at least three or four different makers, uh, difference makers during this draft. All I said is stop putting Green Bay and Chicago on primetime. I know this is the oldest rivalry in the NFL. I know we're talking over 100 years, but it hasn't been that competitive in a while. Uh, so I have no problem with them putting this game at 325 Central Standard Time in week one. But interesting, they have Green Bay. This is something you don't see now that we know that uh, Aaron Rodgers has gone to the uh, New York City, the Big Apple. But they are underdogs heading into week one plus two and a half. Plus 120 on the money line. That's on the road in Chicago. Very interesting. You know, everybody, the sexy pick, which I've told you already, unless something changes in August when I do this, that Detroit Lions are the team that I'm rolling with to win the North. They'd just be like everybody else. They're going to be chalk. There's going to be a lot of people jumping on the Lions bandwagon. And But I will tell you, the wild card in this and this division probably can still be the development of Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Because if you think about it, there should still be some talent left over there. Okay, not everybody left and followed with Aaron. But I think this is a situation when you look at Chicago that we don't know what Chicago's. We know what Justin Fields looked like. We know what kind of offense they attempted to run last year. But we really don't know what the makeup of what Chicago Bears are going to look like until they get on the field. So when you talk about the Packers, we know the big question mark is Jordan Love. And then you start looking at the other division. Minnesota, I, to me, something tells me, my gut tells me Minnesota is going to take a little step back. Could be totally wrong, but I think Minnesota, they're entering the ter territory. You know, they're going to have their coach going into their second year. Uh, their defense was just awful. It was just God awful last year. Uh, they made a big, important hire to go ahead and fix that part. They sold off some of the pieces. They came some of the residue was left over for Cleveland to come grab in a via trade. But I think this is the year that you start with Minnesota that you really start having questions like Kirk Cousins. Does he look like he's one of these guys that can really get us over the hump and going? And then basically what happens is you got the contract looming for uh, Jefferson. You got that one on the horizon coming up. But, and, you know, Dalvin Cook is still basically out there. Doesn't look like he's, you know, he's not going to be a Viking. I think they come a little bit back to the pack. And that's why it's very intriguing to me to where if Detroit doesn't handle expectations well, this could be easy for Division for a Bears 
or Green Bay, possibly, depending on Jordan Love's play to steal. I don't think it'd be Green Bay because I think with Matt LaFleur, there's going to be some pressure even on him to prove, like, it wasn't just Aaron Rodgers, but I think it is going to take some adjustment. Look, as much as critical I am of Aaron, as much as I think he's an egotistical narcissist, it's you just don't replace that type of talent that easy, okay? which could have a trickle-down effect to others. But that is an interesting matchup week one, and that's something you haven't seen in a long time, and that's the Packers being an underdog and by any amount of points uh, going to Chicago, and that's on the road. Uh, what was one more that I wanted to look at that I thought that was on going to be interesting? Here's another interesting one. San Francisco. Talk a lot of 49ers on this show, especially last year. Um, they're going to be opening up on the road in Hinesville in Pittsburgh. All right. Now, we know um, this situation with Trey. You know, there's a report yesterday that Brock Purdy looks like he's going to be ready uh, for camp. He's going to start some throwing activities. Matter of fact, next week, and they think he's projected to be ongoing by the time camp starts and the season starts. But then you also have messages coming from the front of office saying, hey, Trey's got to play. We got to see what he's got. He's got to play. So you have that storyline coming in, but there's not a better coach and there's not a better person that can handle this, this type of dynamic. This is just kind of how they've been operating for the last three or four years at that position. Speaking of the 49ers, they're going to road with Pittsburgh and they're going to be a slight field goal favorite, only three point favorite over Pittsburgh, minus 160 on the money line for San Fran. Now, if you look at Pittsburgh, and look what they did in the draft. They picked up a tight end out of Georgia. They picked up, I think, another, uh, if I'm not mistaken, excuse me, they picked up a linebacker, I want to say. And then they've got um, an alignment. And I think when you, and of course, they, I think they've got a good steal in Porter Jr. that fell to them to, in the second round, uh, you know, from Penn State. So they've addressed, they've spent some capital on the defensive side of the ball, especially on the secondary position with that quarterback, a corner situation with Porter Jr., Pittsburgh pickets next year. That should be interesting. Only three points for the 49ers. 877-37-GRIND. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. 
and with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, Shout. cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.